0: Father, thank you so much that your word is so powerful. You speak to us from your word, Lord God, and I pray we would listen. I pray we would grow. I pray for every single person watching today that we would have soft, yielded, meek hearts to learn your ways, Father, in every area of our life. Thank you, Lord God, for your blessing. Thank you for your presence. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God, so there 's a lot of talk about being fit these days isn 't there? We all want to be fit i think I think it might have started in the seventies is anyone Is anyone old enough to remember the Jane Fonda videos? <laughs> it was all the rage to be fit and fantastic, and it 's never really stopped just the whole fitness thing and now. Now we're all coming out of ISO, and there's talk about you know if you gained weight in ISO, and we've got to get back to the gym. And hockey starting up is all, Are your sports starting up again? So it's a bit like ah, <laughs> I don't know how well we will be able to run, but it is. It's good to be fit. It's good to have some discipline. It's good to have a body that works well, and I guess. I guess with fitness, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's a little bit like – I got the thought of – I was wondering about whether I'm fit or not because recently we went – we have occasionally gone to the beach near – Bethany's moved – Bethany and Justin have moved to the beach. We've gone to the beach and there's some sand dunes. So what a great way to get fit to run up and down sand dunes. Have any of you ever done that? It's really hard. So Justin and Bethany, who were just both – young and super fit and Keelan who's just amazing when it comes to running and Chris who is naturally very fit are just charging up and down sand hills. this is great new super fast way to get fit because it's just maximum output in a short period of time and so I join in and um, you know I, I'm not great at running up sand hills behind all those fit young people but I give it my best shot you know I, I have a go I join in and I I don't know if they've noticed, but I find some sneaky little shortcuts. You know, there's ways that you can – there was one way, you know, I perhaps don't do quite as much as them, but, you know, I'd give it a go. Give it a go because I want to be fit. But I don't feel like I'm fit in compared to them. But just the other day I was going bushwalking with some ladies and we were walking up some – fairly steep hills in the mountains. And, you know, we got to the top of the mountain and they just were all puffing away. And they said, oh, because, you know, Ruth, you're so fit. And I'm like, um, I said, no, I'm not. And they go, I mean, are your muscles shaking? Is your heart in pain? Are your lungs screaming? And I thought, well, no. And they said, see, you are so aerobically fit. And I thought, it were really... It just really struck me. I thought, it's all relative, isn't it? Just depends. When I'm running up sandhills with Justin and Keelan, I'm not fit. But apparently when I go walking with other ladies my age, I'm fit-ish. So it depends. But the point is this, fit for what? You see, this is the thing. I'm obviously not an athlete and I'm not fit enough to lead the life of an athlete. I'm a pastor. So I believe that what we're talking about is fit for the life that God has given us. I'm fit enough and healthy enough for the life that God has given me to be a pastor. I'm not a professional athlete. I'm not even close. And I don't need to be. And so what I need to do is make sure that I'm fit enough to live the life that God has called me to live. And I believe that God will give us the wisdom and the discipline and the balance to live that life. And it's good to know. Because if I start feeling bad because I'm not fit enough to be a professional athlete or even an athlete... (laughs) Then you feel guilty and you feel horrible and you feel like I'm a failure. But actually, I am fit. I fit my life. My body fits the life that God has given me. So that's kind of true about being about physical fitness. But there's another kind of fitness that we're talking about today. And thank you to, to Murray and to Eleanor and, and various ones for sharing with us about that. We're talking about financial fitness. And actually, the rules are very similar. When we talk about being financially fit, the Bible has a lot to say about it, a lot. And I want to start with this great scripture. 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. I pray that you may prosper and in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. Prosperity is a great word. But I think we've done with prosperity the same thing that we've done with fitness. When we think about prosperity now, we think about being really rich. Just as when we say, are you fit? We're kind of comparing ourselves to athletes or, or, you know, personal trainers. And compared to them, no, we're not fit. But the word prosperity here, what does it mean? Does it mean that we're really rich and we've got a very fancy house with a view overlooking the, you know, the Harbour Bridge? Is that prosperity? Because if it is, then we all feel like we failed, or, or a lot of us do. But I believe that it's not about being prosperous in comparison to rich people. It's about having the life that we're meant to live. Being prosperous with this life that God has called us to. So that we have enough money enough food enough clothes to live to lead this life this is the prosperity that god is talking about here he's not talking about us being super rich he's talking about us being prosperous about having the right level of financial blessing to live where god has called you to live that's what it means to be prosperous and when we look at it that way we can almost relax and see god's goodness in the life that he's given us because we are prosperous we're so blessed so long as we understand we're prosperous for this life and don't compare ourselves in foolish ways with other lives. That word prosper there, I looked it up and it actually means good, the, the wonderful word you, which is all through the New Testament, as in Eucalyptus, this, you know, evangelist, this word, it's good road. It's, it's to, it means you're on a good road, you're on the right road. You're on a road that is the right road for you and you can walk comfortably on that correct road. So again, I'm prosperous enough to lead the life of a pastor's wife on the central coast, which is where I'm meant to be. And God is going to, I know that God wants us to be prosperous enough for the life that he's called us to live. And he John prays there, I pray that you may prosper. I pray that you would be on that right road, on that good road, and that you would enjoy that road with good health. We talked about health last week, just as your soul prospers. So we need to have faith that God wants to give us all that we need, and he certainly will. You know, the Bible says I've been young and now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous, you know, hungry, or their children begging bread. And I can say that too. I, I'm, I've been young and now I'm... Older. <laughs> but I have seen in my life that God looks after his people. You, you know, we've been in Russia, and you know that we saw that, that they prospered for the life that they were meant to have. When we got to Russia in the 90s, it was tough. It was a very financially difficult time for the Russians. And they didn't have a lot. They had their Sunday clothes. I think we've shared this with you. They had the clothes they wore on Sunday and the clothes they wore to work and then they didn't have a lot of clothes but they didn't need a lot of clothes you go to church on Sunday you got your Sunday best and then Chris and I arrived and I mean I had about I don't know I probably had five or ten outfits I could wear to church on a Sunday when we arrived and I sort of realized that I didn't need them and Chris was the same we didn't need them so we just gave them away and it was so fun so fun to go to church I can remember distinctly going to church one Sunday at, at church in Russia in Saint Petersburg. And every single person, because we gave our clothes to them all, because we felt silly having so many clothes. And so they all loved our beautiful Australian bright clothes, and every person on the stage was wearing a a piece of our clothing. And that was wonderful. They were prospering. We felt blessed because we were giving. And the interesting thing was I didn't want any more clothes. It felt weird having so many clothes compared to the people around you. I just wanted to have my Sunday outfit too. That's all we needed. We were prospering in that in that level where we were in Russia. Compared to here, I guess, that's not prosperity because here, if you've only got one outfit on a Sunday, that's considered not great if you wore the same outfit every Sunday. But when we first came back from Russia, I was like, oh, no, I've got to buy clothes. We, you can't wear the same clothes every week. I actually found it annoying. I know that fashion is, a, is sort of an artistic form and a lot of people enjoy that, but it wasn't an artistic form that a lot of the Russians got into at that time because they couldn't. They had other artistic forms. But, you know, I had to get back into buying a lot of clothes. And but can you see that prosperity, it looks different where you live and, that, and we have to have faith that whether it's a, a we're living in Russia during the 90s or Australia in the 2020s, God wants to prosper us. He says, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. So we have to have faith that God wants to prosper us and faith that he will put us on that good road and we'll have that right level of prosperity for the life we have now. You know, I just, one more stereo there. I was just talking to an um, an Indian friend of mine, a pastor who I, actually I've just met, you know, we're friends already, but, um, and I was asking her, how, how's, how are things going in, in Mumbai? And and she told me, you know, it's, it's pretty tough there with, with COVID and things. But she was sharing that one of the things that they were able to do as a, as a wealthier church in Mumbai was to get food parcels to the poorer churches than the, than the pastors that were ministering in the slums. And she said, we couldn't, we couldn't go there. Because, you, you know, everybody's in isolation. No one can get out. But we knew some policemen who were allowed to travel around. So the members of their church would give food parcels to these policemen so that the policemen could get into the pastors in the slums to get the food to those Christians there. So, you know, God is so good. He he looks after his people. He finds a way to bless his people and look after them. And And we need to have faith for that. Whatever season we're in, you know, when you turn the TV on now, it's talk of recession. I mean, I lived through the recession we had to have. Thank you, Paul Keating. And and we survived, you know, and my parents lived through, you know, much worse than that, you know, at the end of the war and things like that. But people survive. God looks after his children. So let's have faith that God wants us to prosper. And let's have faith that the word of God tells us how to live. And that if we follow what the Bible says, we can be financially fit. And it's not about being Amazingly fit, as I said, athletically fit, or amazingly rich. Necessary? It's about having the prosperity for this life. So let me just quickly—I mean, really—look at the word. If you, are, if you're interested in your finances, if you want them to work, the word of God is so full. The word of God speaks about hard work. We need to work hard. It's, it's not rocket science. Proverbs fourteen twenty-three: All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty we're going to have to work hard. It's just the way it is in life. You, you work hard. They're long hours sometimes to do well, but it it will lead to profit. It will benefit you. And it's work. Can I, if you're under, I don't know, 25, <laughs> work is work. I can always remember saying to my dad once after, well, how many years? I don't know, 60 years or so of being a dentist, you know, saying to him, do you, do you enjoy being a dentist, Dad? And he goes, oh, oh, yes. I said, do you, is it, is it fun? Like, do you find it fun? Because just think, 60 years of working away in those teeth. And he said, oh, well, you know, it's work. You, I, I find it satisfying, but they don't pay you to have fun. They pay you to work. And I just thought, yeah, right. Where do we get this idea that I want to do something fun and then I want people to pay me for it? It's like, where, where do we get that idea? No, no one wants to pay for me to go to the beach, whether I'm running up sand hills or not. It's like, no, that's Fun. I don't get paid for that. I get paid to work, and there's jobs that people want done, and they don't want to do it, so they pay you. It's called work. So, work is work, and it's good. That's what my beloved husband always says. So that's one principle: hard work. Another principle is tithing. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Uh, Malachi three ten: that there may be food in my house. I just look this scripture up. Malachi three ten: uh, bring I'll just get the right version. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this. See if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be enough room to receive it. I just find the Bible amazing. Every now and again I just read a scripture and I go, Really? <laughs> really? Tithing is great. I'm glad I tithe. He wants to pour out such a blessing there will not be enough room to receive it. So have you ever heard of clutter? (laughs) Have you ever heard of cleaning out closets? That's because we've got so many clothes that we have to just, you know, collect them all and give them away. That's called a blessing. Your, your, Your closets are full. That's the blessing of God. Some people would be so grateful to have full closets and not just have their one Sunday outfit. We're so blessed, honestly. God wants to bless us and he's promised there if we will tithe and trust him and keep tithing and it's not just a one-off. It's just year after year after year. It just builds up. We, we have faith that it works and so we do it. We use wisdom to, to listen to others, to, to be teachable. You know, the Bible talks so much about the wise man receives counsel. We need to get counsel on which house to buy. Should I invest? Should I buy shares? You know, there's some big issues there. And and we, we need to use wisdom. Just ask around. There's wise people. We need to be generous. The Bible speaks a great deal about generosity. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 8. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously We'll reap generously. So one little seed, ding. You might just get one little plant. But if you plant row after row after row of seeds, you're going to get lots of plants. It's not rocket science, is it? That's what the Bible says. So let's be generous sowers. Let's sow lots of seed. Let's see a lot of that that, that financial see it as seed that's going to grow. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. A cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. There it is again, that exuberance and joy and abundance of the Word of God that in all things, He wants to bless us. There's a real sense of enjoyment and, and cheerfulness in giving. It's just fun. Again, as I said, well, I was just away with a few friends and, and we got to – had lunch with one of them. And she's like, oh, do you want to um, – do you want to just split the bill? And, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. But I just said, oh, no, that's no fun. I'll, I'll, I'll just pay. She goes, oh. I said, well, you know, we'll probably eat again and then and you can pay. We can just do it like that. That's more fun. And it is. I just kind of, oh, I'll pay. And then, um, and she's like, "Oh, okay, thanks, great." And then the next time we went out together, she just went up and she she just went to pay her half. And I must admit, I was sitting there going, "It's actually your turn," but I didn't say that because that wouldn't be generous, would it? <laughs> but then halfway through, she goes, "Oh no, it's my turn. I'll pay for it all." I'm like, yeah, go on. And so it was it was just more fun. There, it really is. It's it's quite fun to be a cheerful giver. You don't you don't miss out. You can always just give. And you might say, well, I've got a stingy friend. They would never give back. It's like, don't worry about that stingy friend. God will find you another generous friend who will bless you. So when we're a cheerful giver and we sow, God will find a way to get that money back to us, whatever we need. It might not be a mountain of stuff that we don't need, but we will be prosperous. We'll be on the right road, the right level of fitness, of financial fitness, the right level of prosperity for the life that he's given us. Whether we are living in the slums of Mumbai or Russia or here on the central coast, God wants us to prosper. So let's be generous. Let's actually have faith and believe these scriptures, which are not, they're not sort of just, oh, you'll be okay. They're really abundant and wonderful, just as our God is abundant, wants to bless us. He really does. So let's be generous givers. And as you know, we've been talking about uh, our building fund. This is a Vision Builders time of year, and we're really excited that we can be involved in, in building this church, in building, you know, the 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 actual physical environment around us, but also in being able to minister and be involved. So hopefully you've all got one of these vision builders brochures. If you don't have it, please let us know. We'll give one to you. And I want you to really pray about how you can be generous. How can you be involved? One of the things that we're looking at doing is is fixing the roof and it does actually leak. I was in the children's ministry just the other day and I I went it looks beautiful because we've done it up, but then there's these mark, awful marks all over the roof and that's, that's a cracked tile and that's water and then someone, I think's actually drilled a hole to allow the water to, to come through. So, you know, we just want to fix that so that our, our roof's not leaking, things like that. So they're, they're some of the things that we do with our vision builders. So let's pray about how to be involved. Let's pray about how to be generous and how to give and how to be part of, of just knowing that we can give but know also that God wants to prosper us. Very exciting. Praise God. Jesus, Jesus, in we hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.